Hello, Chuck Landington here, welcoming you to the Metal Injection Livecast. Rob is back from the West Coast and boy is he excited for the Super Bowl. While all you suckers stuff yourselves with wings and nachos, he gets all the ribs and shrimp he can eat. Homeboy's got it all figured out, yo. Here's the show. Mm, I actually have shrimp wrapped ribs waiting for me. How do you wrap something in shrimp? <laughs> Very they're, they're actually prawns. They're really big, so oh you can God. wrap them up. And he could use a toothpick. To do what? Oh, to like... You have, you have the shrimp, so it's like twice the surface area. You know, welcome to the Metal Injection Livecast, everyone. It's Rob here with Noah, Sid, and 3D. Yeah, we're all here. We're all, and Bruno, he's on the couch. It's the classic, usual. the classic livecast lineup. <laughs> yeah, we just, before we run live, we were talking about the Megadeth classic lineup. We can get to that in a moment, but I just want to mention that we have a very special guest. I'll be calling them in uh, in a few minutes, all the way on the other side of the world. Where the toilet flushes counterclockwise. That's right. We're going to have Dave, the drummer of Psychroptic, on the show. He is from Tasmania, maybe. I don't know if he lives in Tasmania, but... At we'll one fi- point he did. We'll find out. Well, is it a Tasmanian area code? You <laughs> recognize that? Well, we're, it's going to be an online. We're going to be Skyping. Is yeah. does, does Skype have area codes? No. How does that work? Is it just binary? So is we they- have a lot of great stuff on the show, a lot <laughs> of good stuff to talk about. Like area codes. Yeah, I, I thought that work. was a legitimate question. There's no area code. No, it's just a username. Fucking oh. area codes. How do they work? <laughs> yeah. You can get a phone number from Skype, though. Whenever I get a call from Skype, it's like a 613 number, so they do have area codes. Yeah, they have like phone lines that they... Yeah, so there you go. And later on in the show, we'll be discussing the four-digit extension to zip codes <laughs> and whether they've been a success or not. Nice. I vote no. This is the type of stuff we talk about here on the Metal Injection Livecast. If you have some input on four-digit area codes, extensions, zip give codes. Zip code. yeah, Rob is all confused. Well, no, also the new area code extensions. No, I don't know. They're not new, are they? They've always been around. The ones Rob's talking about are new because he just invented them. Exactly. Oh, wait, today's Sunday. Yes. We're supposed to be doing metal injection. Oh. Huh? I thought we were doing a postal and telephone code injection. Yeah, that's today. our NPR podcast that we do right, on Thursdays. Right. Sorry, guys. We screwed up. We screwed up. It's because we started earlier yeah. today. That's why. We're on a little earlier because today is the Super Bowl. Or as Chuck Blanton said, the Superb Owl. Superb Owl. <laughs> superb, superb Owl. owl. <laughs> That's my favorite hero. Which is, a, I hear a football game. Is that accurate? Am I, am I saying that correct? Football. Yes. The championship uh, game of American football, not soccer, as Americans call uh, real football to them, to Europeans. Mm-hmm. And South Americans. Yeah. Football. Is, is, is the proper pronunciation. No, I think British people wouldn't say football. They would say football. Or footy. Footy. <laughs> they footy do, that's what the, they call it. They, they really do. So who are you guys rooting for in the American Super Bowl? I don't really, not really rooting. But, Gun uh, to your head, pick one. I, I, would, I would prefer the Seahawks to win, but they, I think they're going to lose. Sid? I think I'm the opposite. I would prefer the Patriots to win because it would just troll all the Chaos, football yeah. media and stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I, of the whole cheating controversy, I, I think it'd be funny. I could lean to it. I just, it, it was so fun beating the Patriots into Super Bowls. I would love yeah. But on the other hand, as a Giants fan, I would say if they win this Super Bowl, we it makes say us that, even look better. Yeah, yeah, we're the only ones that, that yeah, beat that's, them. Yeah, exactly. So, that's another good point. I don't have strong feelings about it either way. I'm going to go with the Seahawks because I think they have better branding. Meaning I, what? I, I believe I like their logo better. Oh, oh, that and that kind of nicer branding. jerseys, and also and their jerseys like, look beautiful in HD. But doesn't like one of the Microsoft guys own them 
And you're a Mac person, so shouldn't you be very anti? But ultimately, I'm a technology person, so I... Yeah, fair enough. I, it's within the same... Bring your enemies you know. close. I don't, Robert Kraft, the owner of the Patriots, I don't know where he made his billions. Kraft singles. Is that it? Oh, yeah. that's yeah. son of a bitch. <laughs> no, he's the Kraft guy. He's the, Is he? Okay, yeah. all right. Is it the classic Patriots lineup tonight? Or are they getting... Uh, well, I mean, it's still the same quarterback, so sort of. What about Richard Sherman? Did he get uh, decide to stay home? I don't think. No, I think he's going to play in the game. Okay, that was speaking, another ridiculous controversy. Speaking of classic lineups, let's get into this uh, Megadeth story. <laughs> uh, honestly, at first I thought this was a non-story when uh, Chris Broderick and Sean Drover quit Megadeth. Yeah, the two new guys in the band, quote unquote, new guys. Uh, I just thought like, oh, Dave Mustaine is going to find uh, uh, two newer guys, mm-hmm. two new young guys who you can pay like shit while he uh, takes an even higher profit margins off uh, off touring on Megadeth. Mm. But because of this whole narrative created by the media, cough, such cough, as yourself, Rob, cough. I didn't. I'm honestly. I. How do you know that Dave Mustaine underpays his uh, band? I'm just saying, like, in terms of a business decision, you know, he owns Megadeth. Right. And it'd be like, okay, this is how much money we bring in on a show. Let's say $50,000. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to bring in an equal partner. Like, Dave Elson, Elson is not making the same amount of money off that show as Dave Mustaine is. Nor should he. And it's like right. the higher caliber the musician that Mustaine has to bring in, the more he's going to have to pay him and thus cutting into his profit. So if he just brings in a young guy who's perfectly capable. But you're you're just assuming this. So you're creating the narrative I, of the story. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's fine. I I I agree with you. I'm but not it's saying not it's not a fact. hard fact. I'm not saying it's. I'm not saying it's fact. I just said right. I assumed. I believe I said that at the very beginning. Of it's my, not yes. like you're in the media and you could reach out and ask and possibly get an answer. Dave Mustaine's not talking. to you me. You could ask some band mem- former band members. What are they? They're not talking to me. You can ask Jose. Jose. Said you should run a competing site. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, yeah. You said it's like I don't <laughs> have these connections. Rob already has the existing connections that he can use. How do you know they're not talking to you? Have you tried? Well, can I finish? <laughs> sure. You had stopped talking. No, you it's interrupted because, me. No, it's because I interrupted oh, Thank right. you. But so then like everyone's like, oh, everyone's asking Marty Friedman yeah, uh, if right. he's going to be rejoining Megadeth. And I'm like, why would Marty Friedman do that? He has his own life now. He lives in yeah, Japan. He lives in Japan, yeah. Uh, he's fine. And then Nick Menza, the former drummer of Megadeth, he's been kind of lobbying for the position because he's been like, oh, yeah, I'd be open to it if what he asked. He Wait, has he been posting comments on metal injection? Uh, <laughs> basically. Oh on his God. own Facebook page. Yeah, he, uh, his username is 911wasaninsidejob.com, right? That's uh, that guy. Well, <laughs> oh, no, that's every other person who comments on metal injection. Well, what's funny is it went from, yeah, you know, what's whatever. Wrong with that? Uh, whatever, it's been blah, blah, blah. And then, uh, and then last week at NAM, he goes... Oh, it's not final until it's final. It'll be uh, final when it's final, when he was asked if he's rejoining Megadeth. Very profound. Impl- implying that, like, oh, there's conversations, but again, I'm assuming yeah. the <laughs> issue is money. It's not like you were at NAM and you could have asked him. Yeah, now, I was at NAM, and? and I did ask around. I was... The- <laughs> Who are you asking around yeah, at He was NAM. at the Gibson Guitars yeah. booth just well, talking to random people. <laughs> One of those guys hey, with a ponytail. Hey, random guy. Any, <laughs> yeah, any guy you saw with a ponytail, yeah. you're like, yeah. that guy might know. Virgil confirmed uh, who's going to be in Megadeth. <laughs> no, no, no. I talked to people, definitely in the know, people involved with that metal... Uh, Allegiance? Metal Allegiance show. There was like an all-star Allegiance or band. Alliance? 
Metal Alliance is, is a tour. Metal oh. Legions is a show. Very confusing. It's very confusing. Not SEO at all. Yeah, but uh, so there was a show, and Dave Ellison was a part of it. So was Chris Broderick, the former Megadeth guitarist. Yes. And I was talking to a few people involved with the show, not naming any names. Was it the girls that were dancing on stage? I am not naming any names, mm. no. Uh, but I was like, oh, so like they were like, oh, I was driving with Elvison and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, so did he mention anything about the new lineup? What's going on? And and my source yes. tells me that, you know, he goes to me, you're going to be really happy with what we do. And I don't know why he sounds like Thor Shretz. We, we. We're doing oh, well, so. This is, Dave Allison, this is Dave Allison oh. saying, you're going to be really happy with, with what it is. And impli- and it's like, and, I, and he was like, and then he told you, and he's like, yeah, so is it somebody new? And he's like, no. <laughs> so it's not anybody new, maybe, allegedly. Maybe what they're doing is just breaking up altogether. Everybody would be pretty happy about that. And the other thing about it, too, is that at NAMM, I realized... All four members of what Dave Mustaine calls the classic lineup, but but Darren has problems with. Well, get to I don't have a problem with it. All four members of, of the of the classic lineup of the band were at Nam. Were within the same hotel, yes. <laughs> so it, they could have very easily met up and, and had discussions about it. Right. Hmm. Marty Friedman was there. Nick Menza was there. Ellison was there. I don't think Marty Friedman is talking to Dave Mustaine. Marty Friedman uh, did not say no, but he did sort of. He was kind of like, "Look, I'm not going to say no, but eh. I'll do it if he comes to Japan." Yeah. So, so uh, what Darren was saying is like, "What is the classic lineup of Megadeth?" Yeah, these right? guys, the three guys you mentioned, uh, only what they played together for three albums or something. Well, Ellison was basically well, always Ellison, in the yeah, band, but there were the other two guys. They're just yeah, they're just like you know, nobody. Well, they were right. in the band in the era when uh, Megadeth had their biggest hits. Yes. But only for like four years, though. But those after, were the biggest albums. Like after they left, it's what, what was the first album after Marty Friedman left? Uh, um, Risk. Risk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 I'm not saying they're not like good musicians or anything. I'm just saying why is that classic? Yeah. You know, if they right. then it's not like they're like hardcore bedrock members. Here's of this why. Here's what I thought about. Megadeth is at a certain level. Maybe Mustaine feels if they start billing this as classic lineup, well, like, the Rust that's, Isn't lineup, that what Kiss basically did? Yeah, it'll like bump up their cred mm-hmm. so they get to play like a slightly larger venue. Josh yeah. said that Marty Freeman was in the band for nine years. Is that true? That seems longer than I thought. Well, well I could look it up. If uh, so, then I, I take it back. That would be borderline classic. So, like, while all this speculation is happening, the one person not to comment was Dave Mustaine. Yeah. Shocking. And then finally, as being in Nam this weekend, somebody uh, threw a mic in his face. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> and after, do that for? And after he picked it up, it he slipped actually, right out of Rob's hand and just suck. smacked him across yeah. the mouth. <laughs> Rob! I, I have, I have the, the video here. Here's Dave Mustaine talking about... Uh, the new yeah. Megadeth lineup. Uh, Anyone could be in my uh, band. You know, with different members. With full of metal jacks. History of the band. Is it like an exciting opportunity to have new people add their unique talent to the Megadeth brand, or is it more you know disruptive? Disruptive. Well, it depends if they really have talent and and oh. they come in, uh, or if they're a utility player. You know, we've had a couple situations <laughs> over the past when the Rust in Peace lineup broke up. Jimmy DeGrasso came in. You know, Jimmy was a great player. We never really congealed, though. Same with Al Petrelli. I, I love both those guys as people. I don't know if I want to congeal. We never him. congealed. Yeah. <laughs> we never became the fat on a can of ham together. Yeah. <laughs> 
Do you mean like coalesced? Or Me and Marty Friedman congealed all the time. Oh. I congealed all over Marty Friedman's face. I congealed everywhere in that studio. <laughs> Good times. And, and I have so much respect for them as players. Sure. For some reason, we never really could get that, that equilibrium between all of us. You know, and when you're playing in a band together, that's as close as you'll ever get to, to, to another person without having sex with them. I mean, it's more congealing. Getting closer to a band member. And Not having sex with them as far as we know. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's a, a step stipulation of joining Megadeth. Dave Mustaine has to literally fuck you in the ass before <laughs> metaphorically fucking you in the ass with his uh, payment. So you're I saying would... Dave Mustaine is the top? Oh, for sure. Come on. For sure. Well, you assume that. <laughs> I mean, look, he might be into the butt play, That's your but he, bias. he identifies as the top. Do, I but do you think he, like, no matter who it is that he's fucking, he just calls them James? It's like this <laughs> psychological thing with him. I believe it. Because, because in his relationship with James, he was not the yeah, top. Yeah, exactly. So James this is, is the ultimate alpha top. Yeah, sure. In this, in this thrash orgy, La- Lars of- is a bossy bottom. <laughs> Definitely, there's no Total question. bossy bottom. Yeah. Would that make Ron McGovney a nullo? <laughs> <laughs> it might be true. I don't know where he's been all these years. You stood around Rob? while he that bastard kicked my dog. <laughs> Piece of shit. He's busy scratching his stump. <laughs> I really like where this conversation led. James Lomanzo, James McDonough, Glenn Drover, Sean Drover, Chris Broderick, all those guys. The They're fans don't dealing. want those guys in Megadeth. The fans don't want those guys in Megadeth. I ask them. Sean Drover, Chris Broderick, all those guys. The fans don't want those guys in Megadeth. They yeah. don't care. They uh, go first to the- of all. I want. I like Ch- uh, Chris Broderick and Sean Drover and Megadeth. I thought yeah. they were great. You're not a fan. <laughs> yeah, he just uh, bef- before their sets, he'll just bring band members through the crowd and just be like, "Hey, hey, random guy in a Megadeth shirt. What do you think of this dude? Do you want another band? No. Let, let me hear everyone who wants Chris Broderick. <laughs> Any t- anytime Chris Broderick was like asking for a raise, Dave was like, "Come, let me take a walk. Take take a walk with me. I'll show you why you're not getting a raise. Just stop random people on the yeah. street. Do you like Chris Broderick? Yeah." Who are no. you? <laughs> See? <laughs> so, it's a no true Scotsman argument. If you like Chris Broderick, you're not a fan. By the way, we want to hear your opinion. Do you like Chris Broderick and Troy Drover? Yeah. Should Marty Friedman and Nick Menza come back to Megadeth? Give us a call. No, six, shouldn't. 646-929-1357. I'm biasing the poll. No, but I mean, in a way, I'd like that because anything, it would cost Dave Mustaine more money, so good fucking. <laughs> but I don't know. Like, I don't, like, if I was to go to a Megadeth show and I feel like I represent the majority, I don't give a shit who the fucking guy is playing the fucking... Uh, bass out of guitar and the fucking drums are it doesn't matter like they, they're playing the songs you know yeah. it could be anybody and that band was always just Dave Mustaine anyway, yeah he really. made it about you know himself yeah. so the guys playing the other songs the other instruments didn't really matter as much I feel like it's not like Guns N' Roses with Slash or without yeah that's because Slash true. was I would say an equal part to yeah. Axel but Megadeth is not like that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I, I think it would be cool uh, to see Marty Friedman back in the band uh, to do those solos. The ultimate thing about Megadeth, though, is Mustaine's voice. Yes. His voice has been unbearable lately, and it, it totally defeats the point of going to a Megadeth show because you, you can't carry the tune. And that's, I think you should worry more about that than who's playing lead guitar in the <laughs> so band. What if they point. did the classic lineup but with a different lead singer? 
<laughs> Classic lineup minus Dave yeah, Mustaine. Yeah. Can wow. I, why don't I just, who could actually sing? Why don't I just tour and Dave Mustaine plays yeah. the yeah. parts and I'll sing? You'll just take whatever Chris Broderick was getting paid. Hello, we're all in New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be so fantastic. Let's hear what else he's saying. I'm going yeah. in the studio March 2nd no matter what. And the songs that we have right now, we talked to the label. I said, I'm not making another radio song ever. <laughs> uh, do, you, do you understand now? Now, here's song. what he's saying. He's admitting that he's made radio songs. Not only that, that Super Collider sucked. Yeah. Yeah. And and instead of blaming himself, he's saying the label, which when he first signed to the label, was he was praising them of how great they are. The label made him create radio. Also, songs. what radio would play Megadeth anyway? Where what they were on, like, where in the no, world? They, no, they, I mean they, you know, they were on rock radio. Yeah, really in the nineties. The yeah, then but no, no, no. Rock ra- radio is still very important in the middle of the country. I will tell you for rock, and they would play Megadeth. Yeah, yeah. for the la- from the last album, definitely. Wow, okay, because there's all those radio fests. There's like a whole economy yeah. to the to the Midwest. It's payola rock. Yeah. World, because that's what you know. Record companies want, and I think that was the bane of Megadeth's existence. When Countdown came out, we had so many radio songs, from Countdown to Euthanasia to Cryptic to Risk, and going down and down and down. It was more radio, radio, radio. You know, I love all those songs. What does that even mean? Like yeah. there were radio songs on Countdown. So he's saying the good songs. Then. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, but no more good songs. That's it. We're done. But then, like now, they're not good. Yeah, Super Collider was just awful. Yeah, but, so it's saying. the record label's fault. It's not the, the ra- song rated. Yeah, got yeah. Shitty. yeah. Really, what Megadeth fans want to hear? They want to hear stuff like The Conjuring, like Set the World to Fire, like Devil's Island, stuff like Holy. No, War, no, no. They like don't want to hear stuff and... like that. They just want to hear, hear those songs. <laughs> don't just stop writing new stuff. Yeah, just tour the old shit. And everybody will be happy, and you won't have anything to complain about. Or put those songs out as a new album, and maybe no one will notice. Yeah, too. yeah, or like a best of re-recording, remastered, <laughs> remastering with the all, songs, all the the songs with the classic lineup now yeah. performing it. And I get it. I wrote those songs. I can do that in my sleep. But when you're having somebody <laughs> oh, say, yeah. this is what you have to do, you know, either you listen or you don't. Yeah, I mean, and Thanks that's obviously that. been, I think, the uh, trouble a lot of times with bands and, you know, obviously with labels, they want you to make a, a radio song. But the thing is, is you have a built-in audience that you've Who had with you for such this a long time. This is Full Metal Jackie. Up, and I don't think that, like, <laughs> you necessarily a LA have to radio have a radio song on the radio Jackie for people Sinaz? to be aware of, Pretty you know, your band. No. Mm-hmm. So I Same think difference. Really Jackie that you're going to do what you, oh. what you love and what your fans are expecting of you. of Jen Kaiser, really? Oh, wow. right now is that I've been really... She look like her? She related to the famous... German prime minister that uh, no she's she made her family made her money on Kaiser rolls (laughs) she's got that that bread fortune like Bob Kraft yeah that's right Who's she rooting for in the Super Bowl? Oh, cool. So one final thing, I'll just... She I, knows I where her bread's buttered. Anyway, there was another quote that he had. He goes, when uh, when we did Super Collider, the, the bass playing was really... Well, yeah. he said he had a lot of playing and stuff like that, and a lot yeah. of people don't like that record yeah. because there's so many radio-type songs on it. Because it stinks. And I think it has a lot to do with the producer you're working with. So now he's blaming his producer. Who was the producer? For Johnny K. Jim Kaiser. Who did the la- his other last, like, not just Super Collider, but the two before that. Nobody accused him of having shitty songs on the two before that. Johnny K. Can't even afford a whole last name, piece of shit. <laughs> I mean, what I work with him for. Anyway, I am very excited for the year ahead because 
Megadeth's going to be in the studio. And oh, once wow. they're back. Oh, thank God. They're in the studio in March. He said, regardless. He's, he's going in there. March 2nd. He's just going to sit in the, on a folding chair. But <laughs> you, should wait out, you should wait outside the studio to get an exclusive interview. He said when he's showing up. <laughs> right. You just, just show up the day before What's and hang the studio? out. I guess he'll post Instagram photos. He's probably in Arizona. Or like in his house. You should just tell him you have a new theory about Obama that you got from yeah. your fillings. <laughs> and then he'll open the door. Radio transmissions came through your fillings and told you about Obama <laughs> with his misdeeds. Fly, fly a plane over over his studio. A drone. Say it's chemtrails or something. Mm. He knew it. <laughs> he must be stopped. <laughs> That's what the whole album's probably going to be about. Yeah. No Johnny K telling him not to be crazy yeah. in the lyrics. Probably the Fresh Prince of Belarus says <laughs> Dave Mustaine could never sing, not even in the studio. I, I don't, guess I don't agree. He could I mean, singing I get, but like he was a great vocalist. Yes, he's not an opera singer. You know, yeah, he's not he, classically he had trained, but... one of the most unique voices I feel yeah. in metal, and he yeah. used it very well. But also not just unique. I feel like unique could be Yoko Ono. You know, but he actually sounds good. Mm-hmm. On the older albums, you know, I mean, it's just it works for what the band is. It's great. It's the best part about Megadeth. Interesting. A uh, great story from uh, Ghetto Wolf in the chat saying his buddy bumped into Dave Mustaine in a bar in a Japanese airport, and uh, his buddy happens to be an engineer for the U.S. Air Force. His buddy told Mustaine that he is an engineer for the U.S. Air Force, and Mustaine uh, responded drunk out of his mind. Thank you for protecting my family. Yes, they would have been killed without you. I'm sure he would have said the same thing if he was sober. That's not like a crazy statement for a Dave Mustaine to make. Right. Well, just generic platitude to say to someone who's in any way related to the military. (laughs) Dave Mustaine supports our troops. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it was because he hugged him. The story says that Dave Mustaine hugged him. Oh, I and maybe see. he had a really bad whiskey breath. Oh, I'm oh definitely. Yeah, I still remember. I still smell the whiskey breath from really? that one interview at the Golden Gods I did with yeah. him all those years ago. I thought he's clean oh. or something. He says he's clean. Oh, this is a <laughs> metal injection exclusive. Uh, Dave Mustaine off the wagon. I mean, I've, I've alluded to the fact that I acquired marijuana for Dave Mustaine already. So. <laughs> This is not breaking news. <laughs> no? No. Cut it off. Cut it off. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming for you, Rob. You watch out. You're never getting that exclusive at the studio now. No, I'll just have to bring pot. Oh. That's all. <laughs> uh, I, told, I told a bunch of pot stories about pot with Dave Mustaine. I remember that once. I'll say this one again. There was a photo shoot with some other metal musicians mm-hmm. and Dave Mustaine. For a cover story, Dave Mustaine showed up with an ounce of pot, would not share it with anybody. Oh. Oh. <laughs> so how did anyone even know how much he had? He was he had an ounce of pot. He's he probably telling he anybody. Yeah. He's just in the corner. <laughs> this is an ounce, guys. <laughs> You're not getting it. <laughs> he brought a scale with him just to be a dick. Like, <laughs> <He's> seriously. <laughs> Do you see this ounce? It's marked. Dave's. Dave. I I weigh it every time I take a hit out of it. I know exactly how much is yeah. in it. Don't even think about this it. This is only for the classic lineup of this photo shoot. <laughs> it's just me. <laughs> now you know who the classic members of Megadeth are. Dave Stein. <laughs> That's it. Uh, I'm very excited once the album is done. 
He's going to be doing interviews. There's going to be lots of great quotes for the metal media. Well, to misquote. I don't know if you know this, but he, he lied. He's actually already in the studio. Oh, yeah? Yes, and we have a leaked uh, a leaked audio clip of some of what's going to be. Baruch Oh, it's a concept album? Like yes. It's Dave Estate's it's a bar mitzvah. mitzvah. It's like, yeah. you know how when he ripped off the, well, that one song when he did the, the Lord's Prayer, whatever, the, not the, the sleeping prayer, yeah. now I lay me down to sleep. He's just doing that in one of the songs. So he's gonna you're mm. gonna be saying the bar mitzvah as this conceptual like bridge to a song or something. Hmm. I like it. It's pretty I think, unique. I think it'll work. Yeah, he's a Jew now, so <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh so that's Megadeth stuff. Still uh if if you're listening, uh, we have a caller. Uh two oh three, what lineup of Megadeth do you prefer? Dave Mustaine. Two oh three. Aloha. Person with the area code, 203. We can hear your, your chewing yeah. or something. I mean, Twizzlers. All right. <laughs> All right. He's out of here. All right. Uh, let's get our guest on the line. I'm going to call him right now. Okay. What's his number? <laughs> We're Skyping. We're Skyping. Yeah, there is What's no numbers. We started. Plus four. So and he's from uh, Psychroptic. He plays drums in Psychroptic. His name is Dave. Does he have a last name? Must Is it Foley? It's <laughs> that not guy's pretty cool. Close. Oh. Those are the Daves you know. You yeah, know, you know. exactly. <laughs> Let me just set up this here conference call. That's more than the two of us talking? Well, us and the blog talk. Uh, how do I? How does that work? You have like the help page open. You could give us the steps. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> like a little safety pin telling you. Does the four-digit right. zip code extension come into this? <laughs> There's no... What's zip. the pin number? We have... Calling up Dave Haley if this... Uh, if this works. <laughs> First time using Skype? First time. That's one more time than I've used it. Make sure that your webcam feature is on. Yeah, so you take can your shirt off. You need bare-chested Robba. Yeah, squeeze your booby. Mm. Oh, we're doing FaceTime? <laughs> well, it'll be it'll be Dave's face and Rob's nipple. Uh, no, this isn't. No, hold on. Cancelled. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Today's also the Super Bowl of Australian rules football, so he's busy. He's oh, okay. Press tailgating the green already. Walk into the light, Rob. Green button means call. Oh, is that what that means? Yeah. Oh. Where's that music again, Darren? So, Do you still have... Where is Psychroptic from, Noah? Give us a little... Uh... Yeah, give us the entire biography. <laughs> oh, hello? Oh. Called me. Hello? Maybe? No. <laughs> was he Was he that 203 caller? <laughs> In Connecticut. <right>? Yeah. <laughs> Came all that way. Uh, hold Call- on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Calling all the way from Hobart, Tasmania. Waltzing Matilda is a song about an Australian <laughs> and he wanders through the bushland of Australia and he takes all his meagre belongings wrapped up in an old blanket oh. which is strung across his shoulders with an old piece of twine and this is called his swag, hence the name Swagman. Now affectionately or otherwise he refers to the swag as Matilda like his only companion on 
as he wanders through the bush tracks, he finds himself talking to it as if it's a real person. So the term is this the guy from Midnight Oil? Since it appears you means, in fact, carrying this thing on your back through the long, lonely stretches of the Australian bush. A couple of other terms quickly. You ever go through some Australian bush, Rob? We'll be asking questions afterwards about this. Oh. Couple of other terms. Oh, jeez. Get to the song already. <laughs> it's dinner theater. Here we go. Oh, All don't right. jinx it. I wanted to hear some Waltzing Matilda. But <laughs> all right. You can play that through the yeah, background. Make it the background music. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, my God. We're going to have right, to cut all this out. Hello? Robin. Yes, we did it. Awesome. All right. <laughs> Sorry. We, we had some uh, technical difficulties with the, the Skype. You know, so they, it's cause, yeah. It's because we're upside down in Australia. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. So where are you calling us from right now? Uh, from my house in Melbourne. Uh, okay, so you're in Melbourne. Melbourne. Yes. Yeah, I'm just about to leave to, uh, to go to Indonesia, actually. Cool. How far of a flight is that for you? Um, I'll tell you when I get there. Okay, cool. So, uh, yeah, so, so Dave, thank you for calling in. You're on the line with, uh, my name is Rob, here with Noah. Hello. Sid. Hey. How, and 3D. Awesome. How are you guys going? Good. We're doing great. We really want to uh, thank you, and we want to make sure the toilet counterclockwise, right? That's still a thing? Oh. Still there? a mystery. Yes. Okay, good. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, and Psychroptic, I love you guys. You guys are one of my favorite tech death bands. Come, Thank you very much. And you guys are from all the way in Tasmania, and I think it's yes. a pretty. Do do some of you still live there, or or did you guys move on to the mainland? No, no. all all the other guys still live there. I'm the only one who has uh, managed to get off the island, but I'm still back every uh, you know every few uh, every few weeks to rehearse and write and that sort of thing. So right. it's only a short flight from me. Um, it's it's about fifty minutes. And I hear there's a big uh, metal scene in Tasmania. How does metal uh, reach Tasmania? How do you guys? How did you discover metal? Uh, I guess way back in the day when I was in, um, uh, we call it primary school, so grade six. Um, you know, seeing seeing the cool dudes with the the Metallica back patches, and then um, from there. You just try to, you know, track down the. Back then, it was on cassette tape, so I'm talking early '90s. Mm-hmm. Um, we call them cassettes you know, here, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> You're putting the emphasis on the wrong syllable. <laughs> what was that? You're putting the emphasis on the wrong syllable. <laughs> awesome. I or don't know perhaps I'm speechless. <laughs> perhaps we are. Yeah. Who's, who's doing we the wrong? We could be doing it wrong. Yeah. It all depends. We're yeah. very judgmental. Yeah. We're yeah. American. Well, we're upside down. Upside down. We're upside right. down. You know. Well, um, you know. So, um, I guess the uh, the Metallica Pantera Slayer uh, force reaches all parts of the globe. So in Tasmania, yeah. you know, we, we could find it in our music stores. So that's of great. course I'm going to be hooked. And there, and so like you would go to like metal shows as a kid, and so would there be like, uh, local metal? Not band? really. No, no, no. Um, I grew up in a small country town, so mm-hmm. there was no no metal gigs unless we were jamming ourselves. Right. What was the first metal gig that you ever been to? Do you remember? Uh, yes, it was. Would have been an Australian band called Blood Duster, a grindcore band. Oh yeah, yeah. And um, I ended up actually playing in the band fifteen years later. 
What a small Which world. Kind of Just bizarre. because there are only 10 metalheads in, in, in that area, right? So in, uh, if you're there a was fan, probably 11. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Cool. And so how does a band like Psychroptic, you guys started in this very small scene. How, how, you know, how did you guys get the attention to the point where now, you know, you're on prosthetic records or you're putting out albums worldwide. You're touring all over the place. How did you get there? Uh, yeah, good question. I guess it was just tiny goals and then reaching the goals and then making the goals bigger. So our first goal was to put out a demo tape, which we did. It's like, okay, well, that was kind of uh, easy. Right. So you let's, just have to do it. Yeah, yeah. And then, okay, we put out our first album and then it's like, all right, let's do our first tour. And then incrementally, it's like, oh, shit, you know, let's do our first European tour. Let's do our first US tour. And it just um, it kind of snowballs when you when you set these little targets for yourself. Was it easier for you to um, kind of work towards these goals because you have a brother in the band? Um, I, I, I don't know. It, it's That's all I've ever known. You know, we've always played together, so it... But it's someone that you can really trust because, you know, he's your brother. Yeah, yeah. I guess we could be a lot more honest with each other musically mm-hmm. than if, you know, if it, if I wasn't jamming with my brother, so, so to speak. So right. we is- do get to, um, we get, yeah, we but get when, to tell each other what we really think about. Right. And you when know? you guys are fighting, it gets real ugly too. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> who, who could beat who up? Who's the tougher brother? <laughs> Who dropped you well, upside yeah. down? It, yeah, well, you know, is it? Are we talking a uh, a physical or a psychological flight, fight? Oh. <laughs> there's Noah, levels. There's levels. No, he now, dropped we, them we, right side up. They're in Australia. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everything's upside down, so yeah. you know, fighting is a good thing. <laughs> and uh, have you guys ever played uh, Wales? Wales, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the one in Europe or the one in Australia? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> well, the one in Europe. Okay. Oh, yeah, Newfound Wales. That's the... Not... Oh, don't... He... don't New South know. Wales. You're embarrassing oh, all Wales. Americans right now. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, you know, Ala Texas that you guys have got that over there, don't you? I think he meant Arkansas. That was a really, really bad joke. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's upside down, so you know you guys didn't get it. So thankfully, yeah. we don't live anywhere near there, so it's okay. We don't need to know that. Either. <laughs> we're not. No, no, you, we're, you're thinking of New South Wales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, we're actually, uh, Rob's not thinking at all. I'm not thinking, but <laughs> we'll uh, we'll run with that. How, how does Wales compare to New South Wales? <laughs> um, it's a lot closer for a start. <laughs> fair, fair. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we can understand what uh, their accents are in New South Wales. Not so much Wales. Mm. Where's the food better? I'd say, uh, yeah, New South Wales, yeah. definitely. In Sydney, Sydney's got like a lot of uh, a lot of very good places. Any any you particularly want to recommend to our listeners? We might, we have a few Australian listeners who might be looking for a restaurant recommendation. Uh, definitely go and try Mister Crackles. It's a uh, a pulled beef and pulled pork place. Ooh. It's un- Ooh. Uh, unbelievable. Sounds, sounds tasty. Mm-hmm. Might need to make a trip just just for the pulled yeah. beef. 
If yeah. I could go back to your uh, the talk of the growing list of goals for your band, now that yeah. today you've been able to check off, get interviewed by a mid-size American podcast, <laughs> what is next on the list? I've got to go to a larger one. Okay. <laughs> if you guys can hook me up with that, that'd yeah. be good. Yeah, we know. What's uh, Jamie Jasta's phone number, Rob? <laughs> <laughs> Just text it to me. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. the, the goal-setting thing is um, – it's super important for us because, you know, uh, it does help us, you know, get off uh, get off the island and go and see new places. I guess that's one of the main goals for the band is not only to create music but also to, um, you know, travel the world and get to see different places that we – there's no way we'd uh, get to otherwise. So w- what, what place that you haven't played yet would you love to play? What's, like, the target now? Uh, never been to South America, so mm. that's definitely on the list. Um, you know, India, that'd be awesome. Iceland. Um, Iceland's nice. They yeah, never been, so. They'll they'll let you go there for free now. I, I went there over the summer, and it was oh, really? a, I had a flight to London, and if you fly Iceland Air, they'll let you get a free stopover in Iceland just so you could spend some money there. Oh, wow. That's, so, uh, look that's into awesome. that. And aren't they having like a all tomorrow's party fe- tomorrow's parties fest there this year? I think oh, with they? like a bunch like Iggy Pop and Drive oh, Like wow. Jehu and a bunch of bands are playing in Iceland. There you go. Get Tell your promoter. Get Tell your promoter. Right. Yeah. It's it's not all Bjork. <laughs> they do have fans of other kinds of music there. <laughs> cool. Well, uh, I'll try and organize that stopover yeah. on the way to South America. Nice. So now are there are there are other uh, metal bands uh, in the in the area in the Australian area and I know that like with you know touring metal bands the only time you guys really get to see them would be like Soundwave Festival right there aren't a lot of bands that just go on a tour in Australia of Australia um, no 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 we, we do get quite a lot of tours actually oh yeah uh, Soundwave's definitely the, the biggest one but um, we do get a lot of headline tours um, for you know in all, all genres because it's kind of this exotic destination for a lot of bands that they love coming to so they'll they'll push their bookers and um booking agents to get them down here so yeah there'd be there'd be a show that you know i would be interested in every two three kind of weeks of a international yeah that's um stand. yeah so it's it's quite healthy quite busy that's cool what about um touring outside of australia um is it true that like the australian government gives bands like some type of uh like funding for for travel and um yeah there, there are quite a lot of grants available grants? um uh, arts grants and that sort of thing exporting grants mm-hmm. so um if you're willing to do the paperwork and uh submit everything and you've got a good i, I guess a good case or a good uh solid project you want to do mm-hmm. um it is possible to get the government to fund things like airfares and uh equipment transport and that sort of thing and like which which buses. helps you know because before we tour we have to pay eight to ten thousand in airfares just to yeah and then like you know getting like a like a rv or like a bus or something to actually tour especially in the united states is expensive too i don't think a lot of yeah, people consider yeah. that that's coming it's, out of the band's pocket Hundred percent. You know, a tour for us in the states is going to cost us twenty grand. Um, wow. <laughs> which, 
or more or more you know and then you've got to take the t- into consideration the time off work and things like that so when we do make it over there we're both very grateful for any opportunities and um also we have to make the most of all the opportunities we're given because it's such an investment right yeah, and you guys have kind of taken a bit of a break. I mean, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's bit you guys have been around for a few years now. And, no, and- we haven't. We haven't done anything in the U.S. for yeah a couple of years now. Um, we've still been active throughout Europe and Asia and things like that, but it's just too expensive to get out here. <sighs> it is. Uh, we hope to change it this year. Mm-hmm. We're we're pushing for a U.S. Uh, North American tour. Just. Yeah, because we haven't been there and we'd, we'd love to come back. But we just have to make sure everything is in order for us to be able to do it. Have someone fill out those grant forms. Yeah. Unfortunately, uh, that's me and I hate doing it. So that's why we haven't been. <laughs> do you have any egghead friends that could do it? i got a lot of egghead friends. They wouldn't do it, though. <laughs> Does the band have like an accountant or something? He might be any looking Jewish for friends? Yeah. Are there any Jews in Australia? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to let that one go. <laughs> it's okay. We're all Jewish. We're here, all so. Jews. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Oh, okay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Maybe you guys can help. Oh, <laughs> there we go. All right. We could definitely help. Wait, Here's wh- how we wh- could help. Is there anyone listening here who is in Australia who wants to fill out these forms so Psychropta can get some grants so they can come to North America and blow our faces off with their explosive live show? <laughs> and Rob will totally let you crash at his apartment when you're here. Sure. Yeah. Oh, awesome. awesome. Send you me up. your address, and right. I'll, I'll send you the 10% commission for hooking us up with the grant. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, my gosh, Rob. I'm All in. of a sudden, his ears are perked because oh. money's involved. <laughs> Two grand. I could buy so much weed with that. Yeah. I don't want to get your hopes up, but also Rob could get you a personal audience with Dave Mustaine in his uh, studio. Yeah. He, he's got an exclusive interview. I know people now. who know people. Well, getting things done. <laughs> Awesome. Are there any bands that that you guys would love to open for that you think Psychroptic would be like the perfect band to introduce to an audience? Oh, well, you know, it would always be a dream to play with the big guns, you know, Metallica and Slayer. But, um, yeah, it's a hard question. Um, We always want to tour with, you know, bands that we like uh, first and foremost and then – also bands that we get along with. So we love touring with bands like Black Dahlia Murder. Uh, the wow. Cannibal Corpse guys are awesome and always looked out for us. So Yeah. What about some more uh, Australian talents? Like, oh, I don't know, like maybe Dame Edna? A Dame Edna psychroptic <laughs> go headlining run? Uh, we tried that. It just didn't work. Are you just going to name repeal? Yeah. every Australian thing you know? <laughs> yeah. Would you ever tour with a kangaroo? <laughs> or or like, like a case of Fosters? Yeah. Oh. Uh, yes, with a kangaroo, yeah. no with a case of Fosters. Oh. Fos- like Fosters is disgusting to, to, to the natives, right? It's like, I guess... Or we, to anyone else who tries the natives. <laughs> how we treat... But, like, I don't know. I guess that's true. He, he's asking about Aboriginal people. Not, to, yeah. not you. Personally. Yeah, not you. <laughs> I think it's disgusting to everyone. Yeah, what are what it's are hard some to find? You, you can't you can't find it in a uh, a bottle shop out here. Oh, really? So, yeah, what, what yeah. are the beer? What are the local beers? What does everyone drink? It's different in each different in each city. Uh, Tasmania, we've got Cascade. That's what we drink. Um, but yeah, each each city, each state's got its own particular brewery. And uh, you know. 
I feel America's pretty big on beer. Are there any American beers that you enjoy that you look forward to drinking when you get over here? Uh, the free ones. Oh, yeah, well, of yeah. course, of course. <laughs> nice. Are you a part of the tribe as well? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> cool. All right, well, uh, I really dig the new album. It's the self-titled Psychroptic record. It's out here in the States. Oh, crap, I had it. March 15th, I believe. On, yeah, uh, I think so. March, March 13th. Oh, no, no, no. Mark, I got it. I got it totally incorrect. It's okay. Rob can do this. All right. (laughs) Go ahead. The new Psychroptic record, it's self-titled. It's out March 9th in the UK and Europe, March 10th in North America, and then March 13th everywhere else. You can pre-order it right now on prostheticrecords.com. Rob, are there any other Australian uh, things you want to get wrong or insult uh, before we let him go? (laughs) Uh, no, Dave Medna was it. Oh, okay. <laughs> just, was I it. just wanted to drop the Dave Medna. Not reference. even Olivia right. Newton-John. No, no. Say no. something about Keith Urban. Oh, God, have you ever have you ever made out with Natalie Imbruglia? <laughs> I'm sure, still working on that one. That's on the, the goal list. <laughs> Keith that's Urban you, you is he the Australian? Podcast. Keith Urban, a Keith Urban psychoptic co-headlining run. No. Yeah, sure. Set it up. <laughs> <laughs> done and done. All right, we're Excellent. gonna we're gonna let you go, Dave. Thanks for putting up with our questions. We're actually gonna play. Something from the new album, uh, a track that you just released a lyric video for, The World Discarded. Do you like this song? Are you a fan? <laughs> uh, I have to learn how to play it again. So, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Check it out. Here's some psychopathy. We're going to let you go, Dave. Thanks again Thank for you. doing the interview. Well, no, let him Thanks listen. He needs to hear the song so he can practice. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. If you want to practice. He has it. He has the MV3. He has the MV3. Have a good one, Dave. Awesome. Thanks, guys. All right, that was Dave from Psychroptic. We're going to play something off their new self-titled record right now. It's very good. comes with my highest recommendation, and it's out March 10th here in the United States of America. Here's the world discarded.
Chuck Blandington here, asking you to like us at Facebook.com and follow us on Twitter at MILiveCast for all the latest livecast news and dick pics. We'd post boob pics too, but Noah has a boyfriend, so you'll have to settle for pics of his dick.
slaves. Hebrews born to serve. To the Pharaoh. Heed. To his every word. Live in fear. Ah, the good old days. When Jews did what you told them to do. Like building pyramids for free, instead of sitting around for two hours talking about penises and assholes and jerking off into Doritos bags. You're listening to the Metal Injection live cast. Yes, 
This is Chuck Blandington. I fucked your girlfriend last night. While you snored and drooled, I fucked your love. She called me daddy. And I called her baby as I smacked her ass. And then I used your computer to stream the Metal Injection livecast at metalinjection.net slash livecast.
say a day, here I go now, here I go, into, new, days. Do you bury me when I'm gone? Do you teach me while I'm here? Just as soon, as I belong. Then it's time I disappear. So that you can hear more of the Metal Injection Livecast. Welcome to hour number two of the Metal Injection Livecast. That was really the classic lineup of Metallica when they did I Disappear. I feel like that was <laughs> yeah. classic era Metallica. Is that considered? Well, no, that's not <laughs> considered the classic lineup. That Metallica. was when they had still Jason Newstead. Yeah, left, which I right? guess if you think about it, Newstead is probably more like probably more Metallica fans relate to that era of right. the lineup than the Cliff era. Because they're yeah. mostly which dead. I would, I, which I would yeah. argue is the classic lineup. Most of the people who are around during the Cliff era are with Cliff now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, let's 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 go through this music break. We, of course, kicked it off with the excellent Psychroptic mm-hmm. with their track, The World Discarded, followed up by Mastodon with The Motherload, then a little Revocation, with Scorched Earth Policy and wrapping it all up with Neurosis, with Fear and Sickness. Uh, one thing that I thought was really cool, you know how if you're on Twitter and you like go to a page of somebody you don't follow, it shows you who you follow that follows that person? Yes. Yeah. And so I was logged into the Metal Injection account and I was on this indie wrestling tag team, uh, the, Young the Young Bucks, Bucks, their Twitter page, and Scott Kelly from Neurosis follows them. And I always saw Scott Kelly as like this really serious, scary dude. But the fact that Scott Kelly knows who the Young Bucks are. Who who are the Young Bucks? I don't know who they are. They're like the biggest tag team uh, that's not in the WWE. They're like like the killer bees of the modern times. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) They're like the Hardys of the modern times, basically. They're like the modern day. So one of them writes bad poetry? Or the rockers. No, except without the pretentiousness. They're really, really funny. They're sort of, uh, you would like them, Sid, because they're like self-referential and meta. They make, make, like the whole gimmick now is, is like sort of, um, incorporating 90s catchphrases from wrestling okay, that's being cool. Degeneration X and being the NWO yeah basically. like they do the too sweet and they, yeah. they're they're like <laughs> trademark thing is a super kick like they'll do an obscene amount of super kicks throughout mm. a match okay and then when there's like a, a lot of super kicks going on it's a super kick party Okay, <laughs> and uh, they were on the New Japan pay per view that Jim Ross was uh, doing. He was doing the announcing for the English version, and my favorite part of his whole commentary was, "Are we about to have a super kick party?" <laughs> Jim Ross. Uh, they also shit all over everything that the WWE does. What was that quote about WrestleMania? Okay, so uh, the New Japan pay per view is the biggest pay per view of the year. And it's called Wrestle Kingdom. And so their tweet was, Wrestle Kingdom is the WrestleMania of wrestling. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty good. So the Young Bucks are awesome. So I guess they're not planning on ever getting signed by WWE? No, they're like, the thing is, they do all that flippy shit. Yes. (laughs) That Vince doesn't like. Yeah, like they're the antithesis of what WWE. So Vince would sign them just to like completely derail their careers? Exactly. Exactly. I mean, they would do it, but. I'm you sure know this? Yeah. Sure, they have families. Why wouldn't they want want uh, to be in there? But once again, this is just you assuming. This isn't you, like, yeah. actually... 
It's, it's I'm not a wrestling event. journalist. I don't claim you to never be. will be with Although that attitude. I will say I know far more about wrestling than I do about way, <laughs> way too much about wrestling. You I, used I, to be a wrestling journalist. It's you should true. reveal that. It's true. I, I did. That's he had a, a wrestling injection, which wasn't called teeth. that. It was, I had As few, Bonnie News. No, I had a few wait, wrestling, right? wrestling arena. Right? Wrestling arena was that also had a babe of the day, right? That's where the babe of the day originated because in wrestling that was your calling card. Wrestling in the 90s was all about degrading women. There was nothing Isn't wrong with it that. still? Uh, it's a little, it's a little it's better now. PG now. Yeah. Can we just it's say you now. were like 15 when you were doing yeah, that? Sure. Yeah, sure. You could say it. That's how I, <laughs> I, how I learned how to do web development was through a wrestling website. It was through like, my first website was like an AOL homepage. Uh, and the way I would learn how to do HTML was I... Very early on, discovered View Source, mm-hmm. which basically shows you the raw code of a web page, right. and I would just copy and paste <laughs> parts of it and like. Wow, you're a it. genius, a prodigy, or a thief. It's but not. he was well known. Like people would say, Robert Pasbani is reporting that. Like, oh, <laughs> oh yeah, I would get cited on other. I think that's all. That's also showing how shitty wrestling yes, journalism yes, was. 100%. Probably just as bad now, but. Uh, Another yeah. assumption. And my favorite thing about that whole thing is that, like, I definitely I made really good money uh, for a 15 year old doing a yeah. wrestling website. It's all gone now. But uh, my favorite thing was my grandmother was over when when uh, I got one of my checks. Baba Raba, Baba Raba, Baba Raba, and she she was blown away with how much money like. Her 15-year-old grandson was making. Did she start getting like super flirtatious and it made you uncomfortable? Oh. It was kind of like that where like we would run into her her sister, you out. my like great aunt, and she would like So this is Uncle Gannon's mother you're talking about. No, 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 no. no. This is Uncle Gannon's Uncle Gannon's mother would be also his grandmother. Uncle, Uncle Gannon's aunt, basically. <laughs> okay, wow. Uh, and she would Small like, world. she would like, oh, what are your grandkids doing? Look at my grandkids making all this money. Yes. And your then she was like, yeah, suck. my grandkid died. <laughs> Gannon, the rest of the Yes. Yeah, then he's not making nephew. any money, Blair. Same. <laughs> my, my grandson, Robert, he is making money with the wrestling bullshit, and your your son, he is the dead from the pancreas cancer. Oh, <laughs> I mean, Gianna. I mean. So he has the blue hair and so on. Get away the jinkos. <laughs> Doesn't matter. And that was me when I was uh, sixteen, definitely. And you uh, didn't you design Rob Van Dam's website? Oh there? yeah, that was yeah. the Jeez, that was my favorite. <laughs> I always forget about that. Honestly, I always forget about that. But it's it was so exciting at the time because yeah. Rob Van Dam was. It's my, clearly still exciting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was sixteen when they I was sixteen. Rob Van Dam was my favorite wrestler, and so he had this intermediate. I never. Uh, contacted him directly but he had this intermediary who ran his site and he, he got me to design it and they didn't know you were 16 right? how did they get yeah. in touch with you why did they choose you because he was Robert Pesbani the web designer oh just like a, yeah I was I a thought you like reached was, out to them no he was no? known in the wrestling oh, oh so people were coming to you well, with jobs here's the thing I don't want to toot my own horn but I revolutionized wrestling websites <laughs> because they all had such shitty designs uh-huh. and then like I actually cared about a Aesthetic, and again, I, I'm not. I wasn't like 
a, a mind-blowing web designer, but I designed like a modern-looking website, and then all the other wrestling websites copied me. So then I kind of got a reputation amongst all the other fifteen-year-olds. Well, I mean, yeah, this was like this was like nineteen ninety-eight. So yeah, everything this looked like, like fucking GeoCities. Yeah. So and also, yeah, like the internet was so small; it was such a small community that you, like, a fifteen-year-old like myself, could create a dent in this kind of thing yeah so then yeah so then rob van dam's webmaster got in touch with me and asked me if i was interested in doing it for free i didn't get paid for it Jeez. but i was just like yeah I'd lo- i love rob van dam of course i'll do it and i uh, and i did this really cool website at the time i wonder if i could find it on the web archive but in exchange for it i got a bunch of free tickets to ecw shows yeah, that's awesome. and that was i was at the last ever ecw pay-per-view for free Thanks to Rob Van Dam. Wow. Which was so cool. <laughs> I wonder uh, if, if he knows your name. No. no, no, I bet he thinks about. I bet it. I bet if he doesn't remember his own name, yeah. he smokes eight pounds of weed every day and takes hits to the head. Like yeah. it, any information like that has long since been drop kicked out of his brain. <laughs> he hasn't like double murdered his wife and kid yeah. yet with all the share shots he's uh. taken to the head. Uh, there's a comment from the chat from Erotic Jew. Who says Rob still has a reputation with all the fifteen-year-olds? Oh, oh. <laughs> well, yeah, there's a lot of young fans of Metal right. Injection, uh, exclusively, yeah. pretty I, much. I didn't take anything negative out of that. Uh, terrible people. Also, somebody <laughs> in the chat asks if Mama Robba likes wrestling. Get a wolf. No. My my family is actually who got me into wrestling. I vividly remember in the around WrestleMania three. I feel like everybody was into wrestling. Right. It was a casual thing. Yeah, it was a very mainstream thing. And it I, was on TV. Like, yeah, I vividly like remember. Channels. I remember like Uncle Gianna. <laughs> oh. The entire family, like all like my grandparents, everyone came by. We were all in the same room and we all watched the Saturday night's main event where uh there were the two referees. Oh yeah. And the two Hulk, Hebners. The two Earl Hebners and that was like, on a thir- a Thursday. A night Friday, thing. wasn't it? I think it was a Thursday special. Saturday yeah, everybody was over. We were all like, "Oh, Hulk Hogan got screwed." And every, I, I, that's what was the dinner that I, night? Was there like a big spread of fluff. Russian food and stuff? I don't remember the dinner. I just remember sitting with my entire family and being like so into it as like a wrestling fan. Aww. And then like shortly after that, everyone was over it, and I was Not the you. only person <laughs> still into wrestling, and I'm still into it thirty years later or whatever. <laughs> Or 27 years later, whatever it is now. Maybe Uncle Gander would still be into it if he had a chance. He, he was over. <laughs> he died way after. Maybe he, he died there. because wrestling was so bad yeah. at the time. You're saying if Vince McMahon died of a broken a heart yeah. program? <laughs> yes. Maybe he took too many chair shots to yeah. the pancreas. Oh. oh, my God. I found an old version of uh, the Rob Van Dam website. It's been repurposed now. It's called piercingmetal.com. <laughs> <laughs> it's it looks it still looks better than piercing metal. No, that would Sid, that would never happen because Ken is not a fan of that kind of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I no told I totally him. found it and it looks so of the era. Who's uh, the babe of the day currently? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. it looks it about, right. It's Tila Tequila. Oh no. <laughs> People were very impressed with this menu that I did on the side no. of me. I mean, it looked, yeah. you know, like it looks <laughs> nice. It looks like, like considering you knowing it in, at the time that it's 1998, it looks very good. It totally looks like a website that would be built in 1998. Yeah, but right? it look. I mean, it looks like if it came out today, I wouldn't be ridiculing it. I would say, yeah, it's a little behind, but it's not like it's oh, functional. Right. Yeah. yeah. 
It looks coherent. Yeah, yeah. and there's no frames. No. Yeah, no, even, <laughs> even back then, <laughs> frames were very much... Passe. Not, yeah, not... When did frames go out? I feel like frames were in for two seconds, yeah. like like in the AOL time, like in 96, yeah. just because there were websites that were basically databases with uh-huh. a lot of content. So it was just a shortcut to not have to load an entire page right. with all those links. But then everyone started using it for design purposes, and it just ruined it. I, I remember them being everywhere for a yeah. long time, though. No frames. <laughs> Good. Oh, this is so, it's really bringing me back, this website. Aww. There's a little tear. <laughs> little, little Raba sitting, sitting on his computer with Corel Draw. No, I didn't use Corel Draw. Raba Blubber. Raba Blubber. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going Raba Blogger. Oh, Raba Blogger, too. Well, you already are that. I, that's me, that's I was just saying you're blubbering. You're crying yeah. now. Oh, I see. I see. One saying you're fat like a whale. You could go either way. You, you leave oh. that up to the discretion of whoever's doing the chant at the time. <laughs> Oh, it's Rob's multi-purpose. Get, Rub's getting fit and trim now. Thank you. Except for all those shrimp-wrapped ribs are going to knock mm. him back a few months. Oh, that's, that's bulking. Yeah, that's just protein. You can eat a few of those if you lift some weights. Fine. No Rob's carbs. got guns. Look at him. <laughs> <laughs> Look at those guns. <laughs> jiggle them. Do they jiggle at all? No, you got to use your other hand. <laughs> yeah, they jiggle a little bit. There's a little, a little bit of movement there. Not as there. much as before. <laughs> Giving yourself chops. Yeah, see when I... Uh, well, yeah, when you flex When I flex, up, there's no course, jiggle. No. It's all right. Can't hold me down, Sid. <laughs> I'm having a hard time keeping these alligators on the ground. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get back to the metal news. Oh. Uh, Sid's groaning. <laughs> uh, <laughs> actually, let's take a call. Oh. We have a call here. Oh. <laughs> we have area code 316. Yeah. Hello, 316. Hey. hey. Yeah, this is me. Hey, me. Who's me? Hello, I me. don't know. I'm in Wichita right now. I had no idea. I, I was just listening <laughs> to the phone call or to you guys talk. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm watching like this Durinsky documentary on Netflix right now. I just, I didn't know if you guys had any words to say about this uh, Ted Bundy guy. Huh? Wait, why? how is that a Durinsky documentary? What? I don't understand what you mean. I have no idea. I've been drinking and I've been <laughs> listening to you guys just phone call for like the past couple years and yeah. your phone bill must be out of, out of sight yeah. man you're saying you've been listening to our podcast for the last couple of years that's what you mean right yeah whatever i thought he was comparing me to ted bundy yeah i don't understand. I, I thought i yeah i thought i'm just listening to you guys but i guess i'm on the podcast yes yeah yes. i think so. i think correct so. welcome <laughs> welcome me we still haven't got your real name what's your name kitty Kitty. Okay, kitty. What's uh, what are you drinking, by the way? Well, I started off drinking Warsteiner, then I switched to wine, and then I switched to Jaeger. Jesus. Whoa. Can I ask uh when did you start drinking? Today meaning, not Um Okay, well I'm in Kansas, so it's like three thirty right now, so okay. I don't know, a couple hours ago. Yeah. I don't know so why he ago. needed to qualify it. <laughs> yeah, good thing, just think you started. Well, it's three thirty, so he didn't, of well, hours. he didn't want to say one thirty, and then we th- assume it's three hours. That'd be wrong. But he didn't do well, anything. I thought you guys were going to say like noon or something. Well, no, we asked you. You tell <laughs> Have us. Have been drinking since noon or earlier than that? He said one thirty. Oh, said one two hours. Yeah, oh. do math, Rob. Oh, when did you wake up? A couple hours. Yeah. A couple hours. Right. When did you wake up, though? Yeah. I'd, what time did I wake up? Yeah. 
I woke up probably like uh, maybe 2.30 or 3 this morning. I work first shift, so I'm pretty uh, – Oh, so I this get is the nighttime early. for you. What do you do for a living? I work in aircraft. Oh, meaning you, you – uh, You're like, not flying any planes, right? I don't think so. You just like wash them. I fly in planes, but uh, yeah, I don't actually uh, – what is your operate? What's your duty with regard to planes? <laughs> I build. build wow, it. you guys are going to probably shut me off after this. No, so I no. actually build the spars for uh, a small aircraft company, and uh, I don't know if you guys know what the spars are, but no. they're kind of uh, the frame of the wing. Mm-hmm. So why would we hang up on you for that? I have no idea because it's a pretty major but, structural component of the well, you fuselage. S- you sound coherent, more or less. I mean, I feel like uh, you're about, you might be my favorite caller of all time, Kitty. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I'm just kind of putting on the front now after whole Dorinsky Ted Bundy thing. So you're saying you're, you're trying to you're trying to pull one over on us, huh? Nah, you're just, you're just doing no, shtick. If you guys want to say that? That's fine. What so? But I mean, you're sober when you're putting the wings together, right? I mean, you're, the man's allowed to drink in his. Oh well, time. yeah, of yeah, course. Well. I mean, I might be slightly hungover, but <laughs> that's. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Has I a plane? And, has a plane you've worked on ever often. crashed before? How would he know that? Say that again. Has a plane that you've worked on ever crashed before? Um, not that I know of. That's good, I guess. That's Were you important. working That's... on one of the wings yeah. of the Malaysian Airlines flights? Oh no, I don't work. For, yeah, I, yeah, I don't work for Boeing. Oh, okay. Do you need a, like a different type yeah, of license? Think... Value Jet. No, I mean, yeah, we have like Spirit and whatnot here, but we don't we don't actually build those. I think those are built up in Seattle or something. Now, what is the, your the actual? Yeah, I have a question. Say that again? What is your opinion? In, in your opinion, what is the classic Megadeth lineup? The classic? Well, I mean, all I can really say is just Dave Mustaine yeah. and then whatever the whoever the other guys are. Exactly. Yeah. You're 100 percent right. Dave Mustaine will be so happy to hear you say that. The drunk yeah. guy makes I was actually, sense. I was actually just watching a episode of Portlandia just about 30 minutes ago in the. Within the first few minutes, they made like a reference to Glenn Danzig, and I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, they're all about referencing. That I like kind Glenn of stuff. Danzig jokes. What's yeah. your favorite Glenn Danzig joke? Glenn Danzig walks into a well. Bar. That's probably the only one. So my bar is kind of you know low. <laughs> right now. Clearly, you haven't listened to that much of the live cast because. He's been fodder for us for a long time now. Glenn Danzig walks into a bar. Bar tennis says, you want a drink? He goes, yeah! <laughs> the end. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah! And he gets done a few Danzig jokes, I guess, over the period of time. Yeah. But, uh, well, he's a humorous guy. Yeah. Not In, in a yeah. laugh-at sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he sounds kind of like Kermit the Frog to me, but that's just, <laughs> what do I know? I hope. You have a family? You have any kids? You have a wife? Oh, God, no. Oh. I, I mean, I got, like, you know, a couple cars in the garage, and, you know, I've been working on my cars pretty much all day since about 5 o'clock. Do you, do you fuck your cars? And, oh. You fuck your cars. Come on. Do I fuck them? <laughs> yeah, come on. No. no, no like, pipe action? Not literally, anyway. No, like, fuck them up, like, 
you know, put a wire in the wrong place. No, I mean, uh, stick your dick in the exhaust. Uh. No, listen, listen. Let's ask him a real question. So how old a guy are you? I'm almost 30 in a couple weeks. Oh, okay. Have you ever been in a, like a, 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 in a, maybe a marriage type relationship, like going that way? No. Any no. particular reason? Any, no, I mean, I just, I mean, I mean, I've been on and off, uh, like the dating sites and whatnot, uh-huh. but it's just nothing's ever really mm-hmm. stuck. Okay. So. Is it the drinking no, or is I've, it I've something been, else? Do what? Is it the drinking? Do you drink too much? Or is it something else? No, I don't think I do. Or at least I pretend I don't. <laughs> but I mean, like, you spend your working hours working on planes, and then your off work hours working on cars. You might need to just diversify your interests a little bit. Get out well, of the no, garage. I'm fine with the way I'm going now. Okay. So he's happy. He doesn't need to... You're like the Morrissey of Wichita. You're just asexual. I'm happy, but content. He's content. He doesn't need a broad. That's all. Some people like that. You do like casual yeah, encounters. I mean, I you go on Craigslist. Home. I got a mortgage. I pay my taxes, and Excellent. I'm okay. And as I far like as we know, listening to shitty Megadeth albums. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Sid, you're being robbed now. You're assuming. You're yeah. assuming he doesn't pay his taxes. No, I just said, as far as we know, he does. We, we're not gonna go and check his papers. Well, well, uh, Kitty, we're gonna keep letting you listen. Uh, how many beers okay, are you? Buddy. How many beers are you holding in your hand right now? Well, I just polished off that bottle of wine and then i took a shot like right after you guys picked up so i'm okay right now how many how many uh how many shots did you did you just take oh i only took one all right that's the oldest sounding 29 year old i've ever heard in my life we need to fly him out to new york and show him a good time 646-929-1357. 646-929-1357. Maybe that's the guy that just uh, has been inflating our listening totals. Well, yeah. He keeps downloading the show over and over. The same God one. bless him. Every time he wants to listen. And he still didn't know that we made fun of Glenn Danzig ever. You know, perhaps he should go to Steve Harvey University. <laughs> Hi, I'm Steve Harvey. I've learned that behind every success story are others helping to make it happen. That's especially true at Strayer University. As a student, you get a personal success coach to help you with almost anything. My major is to help you balance classes with your busy schedule. My major. Help you see your own potential. My major is your success. My major is you. Start your success story at Strayer.edu. This is inspirational, Steve. Thank you, Ken. No, it's not. This is Steve Harvey uh, exploiting his own race of people. This is by uh, promoting a university that preys on minorities. I was about to say, I noticed that everyone in the commercial was black. Yeah. They and, always have commercials for these types of things. And if Steve Harvey is your spokesperson, yeah. why would I want to go to a school where Steve Harvey is a spokesperson? Because you are a heathen atheist. And, and because Bill Cosby has a bad reputation right now. Yeah. Is this an actual like physical university or just like an online? I think you can, I think both. Of? I think you can go there. And Where is it? I don't know. I let me look it up. <laughs> Rob, let's see, let's see. Looking up the. But it's it, if you read the comments or if you it, everything I've read about that university is that they just they give you a useless degree and just take your money. Yeah, it's course. accredited. All you're all you're equipped to do after you graduate is host a shitty talk show. <laughs> That's it. I need no degrees, but y'all do. Yeah, uh, Rob. By the way, you've got a booger in the corner of your right nostril, and I've just been staring uh, down the barrel of that thing for like half an hour now. It's really just distracting. Now said it. 
It's still there. And you're really, you're just like wiping around yeah, your face. Just... So if anything, you're mashing it into your skin. <laughs> it's which, still there. Hey, now me, I can me, see it. Tilt it, but yeah, it seemed that no one now. Grab something of Noah's and wipe your face uh, off. Some sort of no. around. No. There's some rolling papers. You want to use a rolling sure. paper to get a booger off? Oh. oh. What I a waste of a rolling but paper. Then, but then you have to smoke it. I dare you, have you to, to smoke that after. Yeah. <laughs> smoke your own booger snots. <laughs> Did you get Ew, it? it's still there. <laughs> Noah, do it for him. You have delicate fingers. No, he's blowing his nose into the rolling paper. Is it gone? Give me a tilt back. Oh, uh, no. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. No, there's you still... pushed it in somehow. Go into the bathroom and take care of this. It's really, like, just distracting from everybody else. Oh, come on. Thanks, Dan. It's not like there was a whole music break where you could have told me this. It was. I didn't notice it until we came back. <sighs> he wasn't looking at your face during the music yeah. break. All right, now that Rob's gone, let's talk about Rob. <laughs> oh, he closed the door and everything. This... No, can you lock that from the outside? No, but, rob a free but I could put the chair, like, underneath it so he won't be able to open it. Oh, well, man, he just blew his nose loud. I heard that all the way in my headphones. God damn. Oh, wait, that's just airplane. God damn it, I actually thought it was wrong. Yes! <laughs> it worked! <laughs> I was like, wait, did he bring his mic into the bathroom? <sighs> that would have been a good idea. I've done the show from in a bathroom before. I never knew how much Rob sounded like an elephant. <laughs> yeah, you did. You knew that. Don't pretend. Well, Have you met face. him? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. The booger interruption. <laughs> what do elephant boogers look like, I wonder? Those must be gigantic. Yeah. And really long. Yeah, oh. i got to use, like, a giant, like, human-sized Q-tip. Have you ever pulled one out of your nose and just like you just keep pulling and pulling? And there's like blood at the end of it. You don't even (laughs) know from what. My mother used to call those uh, blood snockers when I was a kid. (laughs) When you have a cold, you get a nosebleed, you have a blood snocker in there. When you get it out, the the blood stops coming out. It's like pulling the cork. so much. You good now, Rob? (laughs) I'm good. How are you? Tilt it back. Let me make sure. Yeah. Yeah, It's more or less. There's some further back, but I don't see them when you're straight up. That's fine. Thylacine said Rob wasn't mugged. He was poached for ivory. (laughs) (laughs) So it's in D.C., Strayer University. Oh, interesting. Oh, we're back to that. (laughs) Talking about boogers is way more fun than talking about Steve Harvey. He is a human booger. Do you think people ever try to sign up for that thinking it's Slayer University and then they show up (laughs) and they're really disappointed? Maybe. Is there a Slayer University? What would that be? I don't know. What would it be? When people get disappointed, then you hear this. <laughs> All right, we got another, got another caller. By Uh-oh. the way, the number to the dial, 646-929-1357. 847, you're on the cast. Where's that from? 847. Oh, hello? Yes. Hey, how's it going? Great. Hey, is this Donish? Yes, it is. Hey. How'd you do hello, that? Hello, Donish in uh, Rockford. Um, Chicago. Chicago. All right. I knew somewhere in Illinois. Rockford was Zach Beats. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Yeah. So what's Rest up, Donish? There's Close a blizzard enough. in Chicago right now. Oh, just listening. Actually, um, I found some interesting news this week. Mm-hmm. My dad told me he um, went on a date with my mom and he saw the Iron Sheik live. They went to see the Iron Sheik or he just happened to be standing around somewhere? No, he, he went to go see the match. Oh. 
A match? Wait, he went to a wrestling uh, show? No, Irish yeah. wasn't wrestling. Yeah. Oh, he was at the show, but not wrestling, you mean? No, he was wrestling at the show. Wait, this what? is now, or this is like when up. your parents were just dating? Way back when. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not like they just had a date oh, okay. night now. This is like when they were still courting. When yeah, you, when right. you were still just an itch in your daddy's pants. Ooh. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, went to see the when the Iron Sheik. Well, I used to go every month basically, but I saw uh, when he beat uh, when he beat the um, when he lost to Hulk Hogan. Oh wow! Yeah. It's a historic evening. Yeah. So you were there live for the birth of Hulkamania? Yeah, unfortunately. Oh. <laughs> Did they have any memories from the uh, the show? Seeing Iron Sheik? Um, I don't think so. My dad just remembers he he did the camel clutch. Um, mm, so you made somebody humble. They don't remember. Does your dad remember how much he charged for a photograph? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, unfortunately, I don't think they got a photograph. Otherwise, um, I would have asked for it. And how, it to me. how did your mom feel about this dude like taking her to a wrestling match as a oh, date? Oh, yeah, that's true. Um, I'm not, I don't, she's not a wrestling fan, so. Yeah. I mean, I guess she still married him, so couldn't have been that bad, but. Is yeah, your, I figured, yeah. Is your dad still a wrestling fan? Do you, does he watch the matches? Watch? No. Mm. Is it no. still real to him, damn it? He doesn't. Is it, what? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that was an interesting little anecdote. Thank you. Does your dad listen yeah. to the live cast? No, definitely not. Oh, what does that mean? We're parent friendly. He's, He's, not, not, hip He's not hip enough. That's uh, what Papa Donish. Papa, Papa Donish. Donish. <laughs> All right, maybe not. Maybe next time. Oh. What's his number? We'll give him a call. Uh, it's 847. <laughs> oh. Close. Okay, we got the first three. It's still real to me, damn it. Yeah, there's Papa Donish. How do you feel, Donish? Yeah, pretty close. Do you think your oh, dad? Um, oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm a feeling back good? at school, um, part time, just hanging out. I just got a new aunt. Cool. I was just going to ask: Do you think you were conceived by your father putting your mother in the camel clutch? I'm... Um, I'd rather not think about that. <laughs> Maybe your father had to make your your mother humble. In order to conceive Donish. No, if she's willing to go to wrestling matches on a date, she's already pretty humble. Mm. Clearly. You're right. He doesn't yeah, want to think imagine. of his mother in an anal full Nelson, Rob. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucked up. You're right. It would be a vaginal full Nelson. Oh, anyway. Okay. He could have been a butt baby. You don't know. <laughs> you don't know. You're, you're very correct. Thank you. That's why I do this show. Just to get that reiterated once in a while. What if what if his mother snuck away and went backstage with the Iron Sheik? And Donish is actually yeah. a yeah. product Wait. of the Sheiky baby? Donish, he is a Sheiky baby. Is your dad like blonde hair, blue eyes, and your mom is like a brunette? Huh? No, they're both brown. No, because Donish has like dark features like the Iron Sheik. I was going to say, is he brown? That's the question. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I am. Oh, well, you know, hmm. part Persian? Um. Yeah. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. It's Persian name. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'll be down in a sec. Who's that? That was my mom. Put her on the air. I want to know on. about this date. Put her on. I want to know Put about her this on. courtship. Mama Danish. Mama Danish. Mama Danish. Come on now. <laughs> Hello. 
We're not falling for that one. It sounds like Mama Rama. Come on. We know the difference. Eh, close enough. (laughs) Robert. That's how you do it. All, all, All immigrant mothers are the same. It's true. Yeah. It's very true. All righty. Well, thank you for your call, Donish. Yeah, no problem. Don't leave, don't leave your mama also, hanging. Also, con- congratulations to um, 3D for getting married. Oh, hey. hey. Yeah, you know, it's I'm I'm so I feel like I've been in this same like state of a relationship for so long that it's just a formality that we got married, you know. But I like I understand it's a, it's a big deal. But like I'm just I was it's like nothing changed in my life. I'm still so happy and I was happy before and I'm happy now. But thanks, I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, that's great. Thank you. All righty. Well, Donish, can we get you off the phone already, or what's going <laughs> oh, on? Oh, Rob, you said something so <laughs> nice. I mean, you got to try to one me at least. Ah, I said it. <laughs> that's. We're gonna have to try. Teetle, teetle. Speaking of really deep boogers <laughs> in the nose that is the, the world of heavy metal, Wes Borland of Limp Bizkit posted a, uh, a pretty sad little status update uh, on, on his Instagram page. I have a question, Rob. Mm-hmm. With all these like... Um, Instagram statuses or tweets, do you actually follow these people and monitor them? Like, how do you find out that they tweeted stuff like this? He waits for other, uh, more better sourced websites to write about it and then he Jeez. puts it in his own words. So then are they waiting? No, they actually follow West Borland. Rob knows that he doesn't have to do that because that's a terrible thing to have to do. Said, I believe the question was directed at me. <laughs> I'm your spokesman. No, I don't follow them. I just wait for other websites to write about it. <laughs> no, also sometimes, well, I follow some people. I'm not following Wes Borland. I know, but like, uh, have you ever scrolled past like a Facebook um, update and said, oh, yeah. I have to I have to post about this? Yeah, all the time. But that's for his live journal. It's more like people he went to high school with did something scandalous and he has to comment on it. In yeah, way. I can't publicly comment on it on the Facebook page. So I have to do it on my own live That'll actually would be really weird if it was just you writing blog entries about people you went to high school with. <laughs> <laughs> I would be more apt to read it, though. <laughs> Only for you, Sid. I'll yeah, do it. thank you. Uh, no, so there's a, a cruise happening this weekend, I guess, called... Shiprocked. Oh, dear God. And uh, it's a who's who of late 90s rock band. A who's Mushroom who? head on there? No, I said a who's who. A who's who of who gives a fuck. Seven <laughs> Dust, P.O.D., Chevelle. Oh, Chevelle? Chevelle. <laughs> Those are just Side some joke. of the bands. And uh, so he goes, getting all packed up for a week at Brochella. So that's. Bro and Boat added to Coachella. Brochella uh. 2015. It's the same as Brochella, but it's off land. Now, here's what he thinks of his fans. Can't wait to see some roided out, tribal tattooed, spray tan, jello shot filled bohunks do their best drunk MMA impressions in the top deck mosh pit. Whenever we aren't on stage, I'll be curled up in the fetal position in my cabin, palms up, while desperately clinging to the last week of my 30s. Poor guy. Jeez, that is rough. So he didn't want to 
do this gig at all and they like force him to how do they, uh, like, they don't force yeah his it's, parents kidnapped that's something? the thing like, it's like no one's forcing him to do anything he could quit if he wants oh, so he goes I'd like to give a shout out to all the over the hill late 90s early 2000s bands going out on the cruise let's give these people the raging alcohol fueled nostalgia fest they're paying for guys I know we could do it if we tune down low enough <laughs> so beautiful you can't have your cake and eat it too with this. You can't be above it all, but then still be in it all at the same time. That's what I feel. It's like, why are you insulting people who are paying your bills? It, no, those people 100% deserve to be insulted, but not by him while he's still complicit in this yeah. whole process. Well, that's what I mean. It's like, you, you can't do You're that. You're not better than this if you are this. Yeah. It doesn't work like that. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, it's just, I mean, I I get it. If I was West Borland, I'd probably be feeling like that, but I probably Keep wouldn't. It to yourself. You look like yeah. that much more of a loser. And also, it's just like, this is your meal ticket. Like, yeah. these MMA bros uh, pay for your, your mortgage or whatever. I mean, listen, Kurt Cobain at the end there was upset about the bros coming to his shows, and he fucking killed himself to get out of it. So go ahead, West Borland. <laughs> Step up, kill yourself. If you're, that, <laughs> if you're trapped in this thing that you hate and it's the only way you can go on, then don't go on. Jump off the side of the fucking boat. That'll be a fucking statement. Finish your set and jump off the ship and drown. <laughs> That'll show them. Otherwise, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Rob, get him on the show next week so I can tell him this. I would, but he'd probably call us during sound check and we wouldn't hear him because you'd hear the instruments in the background. Oh, my God. Oh, he was. It was him and what's his face together. The yeah, we've had yeah. them on the show. I knew it was, uh, it was Guy Fieri in a Yankee cap, but I forgot who the second one was. <laughs> and I did say that. Fred Durst, that's it. I actually forgot the name. <laughs> you forgot his name? I legitimately did. And I should have left it at that and uh, my life would have been that much better, but I had to go and remember it. God damn it. <laughs> Uh, Did I ever no. tell you when I was at uh, Brooklyn College and uh, like a very large woman jumped on me because she thought I was Fred Durst? <laughs> this sounds familiar. I will say because you wore like a red I cap had a at red the time. cap on backwards. The weird yeah. thing is it turned out that large woman was Rob and that's oh. how you two became oh. friends. <laughs> and here we are today. That is and, how we uh, met. I guess, I think, I think Limp Biscuit was playing at the time in New York and maybe uh, she just thought I was, was hanging out on the Brooklyn College yeah. just for some reason. <laughs> it wasn't even I was walking past a Burger King It wasn't even on the campus So what happened when she realized it wasn't Fred Durst? Uh, I just turned around and it wasn't him And she just left she There was turned, no apology what, no. or What did you say to her? I don't you, even like, remember, get off honestly me? I don't remember I'm very traumatized by mm. this But Yeah no I just recoiled in horror And that's when you stopped wearing red Yankee hats It wasn't a Yankee hat It would never <laughs> be a Yankee hat But it was just a red I think it was a Latin Souls hat Which was the there's this team, it's, it was like an imitation Latin Souls. There's this team that goes around like a traveling softball team or something called okay. Latin Souls. But I had a team in my old job that named themselves the Latin Souls or a softball team in the company. So I had the Latin Souls hat on and it was red and it was bad. Uh, yeah. For a shame. <laughs> and you were rapping to yourself as you were walking down the street yeah. like he does. I do it my way. way. <laughs> just walking along the street my way. It's just one of those days. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I guess, fat lady, I apologize. You were right oh. to mistake me for Fred Durst. I feel like I look nothing like him. That's the thing. Like I, I mean, maybe I, from I the back, you I, do. I don't think you look like him, but you have like the same, like uh, it's like from a distance. And if also, you had this the is what fifteen years on, ago. Yeah, yeah. I could see it. 
Like yeah. you don't look like him, but like same from, essence. Like if you like, yeah, like were you wearing like a bubble jacket? It was summertime, I think. Oh. Huh. Were you in a if, white? If you beater? squint your eyes, like, be like oh, okay. I don't remember. I don't remember what I was wearing. Sorry. Were you tr- were you trying to like hit on Christina Aguilera at the time no. or or something like that? No. Yeah. Okay. So then. But I think uh, I feel like the most ridiculous part of that story is not me being mistaken for him, but the fact that someone would have that reaction to Fred Durst. <laughs> yes. If I was him. Yeah. I mean, even though it was the prime of Limp Bizkit's popularity. To like that, she didn't pause for a second and think, why would he be by right. himself walking around Brooklyn College? And if he was, why do you like him enough to do that? Yeah, yeah like, he's why, terrible. Why would you want to like <laughs> jump on someone in the street? What's the upside? Even if it is him, his bodyguards would then pounce on you right. and taser you. Well, maybe like, she thinks she could take him. She's pretty hefty. <laughs> pretty hefty. Oh, I wonder what she's doing now. I don't. <laughs> Ma'am, if you're listening, please call in. She's uh, she's making spars for airplanes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was Kitty. <laughs> yeah, he had, Kitty had a sex change at some point. I believe it. Kitty, were you the one who uh, who ran up to Darren? She was so embarrassed that she moved to Wichita and became a dude <laughs> just to get away from the shame no, of it all. I'm afraid not. <laughs> oh, he's still oh, there. <laughs> all right. Just wanted to make sure, Kitty. Thank you. Goodbye. We'll put him back on hold. <laughs> How is that a, the voice of a 29-year-old? I don't understand. That sounds like a dad. It's just a voice. Uh, so, Darren, uh, when we were talking about Megadeth, though, during the music break, you brought up an interesting story. That yeah, you had. I used to know a girl uh, who wasn't even a metal fan. She just she claimed that when she was younger that Dave Ellison was a roofer at the time. <laughs> And came he roofied her? No, 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 no. He was worked as a, a person who repairs roofs. He's the oh. original Alex Skolnick. Yeah, and this, I guess, was before Megadeth. I don't know, but uh, or I mean, was, but he's had multiple careers. He was a resume writer, right? right? He's a, the roofer, she a resume claimed, reader. She claimed that Dave must that uh, Dave Ellison came to her house and fixed her roof. Did she do a, a good job? Or something. I didn't ask. Had you know. ever gone to her home? Like, was the roof intact? You ever expect uh, no. the roof? No, I didn't go to her home. Did he expect a tip? I don't know. You're asking the wrong part. I told you why I didn't want to tell this story, because I don't think there's any punchline to it. We're still having fun with it. Yeah. It's, it's its own punchline. And the, the thing is, I totally believe it. I could totally see... Like, Dave Ellison strikes me as the type of guy that, that will do a job did, if it pays. Did yeah. he live in New York? Like, does do the dates and times and locations match yeah, up with his I life? I guess... Uh, I don't know. She must have been my age, so... Was probably is he from here? As she said she was a kid, so it must have been like late seventies, early eighties. Mm, let's see where he's from. Oh, he's from Jackson, Minnesota. Yeah, well, I don't know. Maybe so he was working know. here then. Maybe he just came by when the thrash thing was. Happening. Or maybe she was just full of shit. Or maybe there's another Dave Ellison. Yeah, maybe he has a twin. No, brother. she she, she said, said that he was a musician, and that she when she heard of Megadeth, she knew that it was him. Mm. Was That's her story. Was I don't, she just trying to impress you it. to get into your pants? Uh, was this like was, a line no, she no, fed you? It doesn't no, mention. It his, well, like this that. is Wikipedia, but it says he's never. He's only lived in L.A. Being from Minnesota. Does Shut he up. have a Twitter handle? Is he on Twitter? He is. Can we tweet? Can you tweet him this question? <laughs> I don't feel comfortable tweeting. Why? Maybe Chuck Blandington could tweet. Yeah, you do it. I mean, trust. What's, what's you do the it. Uh, what's his uh, situation on Twitter? What's the what am I looking for here? I read resumes. Yeah, <laughs> at, I, at read I read resumes, resumes for you. Uh, Ellipson David is his. Uh, I read resumes for you. Yeah, 
We'll read record. Read spell that, please. You. We'll record for money. E L L E F S O N. David. Oh, here it is. Okay. What a stupid show this is. <laughs> Rob is refreshing his Twitter feed as well for some reason. <laughs> I want to make sure that Dave sees it. You gave Sid the task of tweeting him. Yeah, maybe. I want to make sure Sid does it. <laughs> there, he's typing. All right. He's using his thumb. Dave has already answered, but he's demanding money to answer. <laughs> he's like, I could tell you, but I'd have to kill you first. I'm too busy being in the classic lineup of Megadeth. (laughs) Oh, I wanted to play this song before we uh, go off the air. Okay. It's called Jesus, My God, I Love You. By whom? Steve Harvey. (laughs) By Steve Harvey. No, who is it? Really? Uh, Oprah. It's by Comodice. Tweets in. Comodice. Is this the guy that sang I owe digital cable? Are you like hypnotized it, by this music, Rob? Rob has got the look of love going on. Oh, I got the look of love for the tweet you just said. Is there any more to this? I guess this is it. I love you. Oh, Jesus, I got the power. I owe digital cable. Watch out, watch out, channels. Whatever you able, HC is free. That's all I know. My God, I love you. Come on, they say. Jesus, my God, the power, the power, my God, my God, I love you. I love you, my God, the power. This actually works. I love you. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Only. Oh, Jesus. Only the power, my God. My God, the power. Who is this artist? What's this? Do we want to shout this guy out? Please, Jesus. Cheddar. Rockford. Craft singles. Craft singles. I love you. Bree, I love you too. Isn't this the song uh, Carlos Beltran used to come out to when he yes. was in the Mets? <laughs> I think. Limburger cheese, I no love you. But all the other cheeses. It sounds vaguely Jewish. I love you. I used to love cheeses. But now I no can cheese no more. <laughs> this song is not for the lactose intolerant. I was lactose intolerant and I eat cheese anyway. And now I have a hole in my troll. Now his neck looks like Swiss cheese. So my neck look like a Swiss cheese because of the cheeses. Jesus is the Antichrist. Oh, there's like a little new part to it now. This I like is it. the bridge. <laughs> I love you. Jesus. I use cottage cheese to plug up the hole in my troll when it's raining. It really gets stuck in your head on the 15th repeat. Cheeses. I love cheeses. That reminds me of when Bangs made that song High Heater. 
Yeah. I didn't mean to say hater, but it just sounds like a song about a heating unit. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how you get the grilled cheeses. Yeah. You put it on the heater. <laughs> oh my god. It always comes back to bangs, doesn't it? Really? Hi <laughs> heater. Maybe it's just a winter song. Like it's very appropriate for this time of year. He throws the high heater. Yeah, it's baseball. Yeah. Hey, high heater. Does he have any new songs? Like he's probably put out some new joints. Did he do some God song? Also, I thought. Let's see. Let's see. I vaguely remember. My special girl. Oh no, this is from years ago. Let's see anything new. One month ago, from your boy Bangs. <gasps> that's his. That's his new. Uh, that's his actual name. Is your boy? Your Bangs. boy Bangs. Like Soldier Boy, tell him. Yeah. So now does he go? This is your boy. Your boy Bangs. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good question, but we'll, let's see. Haha. <laughs> this is your boy. After this song, I this sell is- you watches from a briefcase <laughs> <laughs> on the fiftieth Street in Manhattan. Sounds like it's gonna be a ballad. Haha! No, it sounds like a I Got Money type of song. To me. Let's see. What's it called? Better Place. I'm in a better place because the cops came to that corner where I was trying to watch it. He's rhyming now, at least. What can we do? He gave up on it. One rhyme into the song. Yep. <laughs> place and bad rhyme in this song. In the Sudan, those two things rhyme. It's they have different rules. Yeah, different languages. Our reputation is getting really bad. I go to the airport. When we were young, whenever I hear bangs, I feel like he vaguely has a Jewish accent. Like some <laughs> of the things I feel, I know, I know he's not Jewish. Oh, this, I, mean, I like this song. It's called "Wanna Be with Bang." The sound, the, the sound of his accent is similar to an Israeli. Yeah, yeah I can hear it. Yeah, yeah. I can hear it. it's like a Middle Eastern. <laughs> All these Arabic. girls, the girls, <laughs> they're on the corner with the girls. Oh, nice lady. Oh, we heard this one. Yeah, this sounds familiar. Uh, it's from September. I wanna give you my bagels and wax here in the Sudan. I cook her gefilte fish all night, all night. Give a bit of matzah with a smear, a smear. We need to be friend first. He's very uh, Wait, traditional. Did you say friend first or Fred Durst? <laughs> could tie everything in together. Listen, if you make me mad, I'll buy your building and turn the heat off. Sucker. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's maniacal. <laughs> Everybody come with me to City Field where we protest the internet with other Jews. First, download this song. First, download this song. 
Uh, finally, last thing we'll talk about, Geezer Butler. Do not mess with Geezer Butler at a dive bar in Death Valley because he will knock you the fuck out. That's why they call it Death Valley. Because Geezer Butler is there. Geezer Butler got arrested <laughs> after uh, an altercation at a bar uh, turned physical. Wh- who? All right. Who? Yeah, like what's the full story? I want to know what the altercation is about. Who is the person who went up to him? Is he like a young guy? There, uh, There's no mention of that. Oh. All that's mentioned was that uh, Geezer started the fight mm. and he broke a window. I feel like someone just, what happened was someone said, hey, Geezer, and they, they didn't realize that he was calling him his name, that he yeah. thought he was calling him an old man. Yeah. Well, it's true on both levels, so really he has no place to get offended either way. <laughs> hey, Geezer. <laughs> well, he's supposed to go, what? That's my name, Geezer. Uh, and so he was, he was booked on a misdemeanor assault charge, public intoxication, and vandalism. Does he live there? Was it, he was on he, vacation. He had to spend the night in jail. And then was, he was out the next morning. Yeah, who cares? On vacation. I want to know if the guy that he had a fight with was also a geezer. I wonder, yeah, yeah like how old is this guy that geezer beat up? <laughs> imagine imagine you're at a, like a show, you're like some young guy, like a bro, like a roided up, and fucking geezer butler beats your ass. What if, what if the guy's like, hey, what, what, your drummer sucks now, we want Bill Ward back. Yeah. Well, or, or he said something about Ozzy. Does it say where what the name of the bar was? Yes. So couldn't you theoretically Google the phone number of the bar and interview someone who works there about this and then have an awesome story for metalinjection.net? Why would the person from the bar even uh, you know, entertain this line of questioning? Who knows? Only one way to find out. Should I call them right now? Yes. Yes. All right. All right. What's it called again? No, no, no. If we say it out loud, the name of the bar, then other people are going to Google it, too, and call, and they might be well, busy. Well, you, you can look up the story. And yeah, it, but, but don't don't give anybody any help until after the call has been placed. Right. Now, give your credentials at the beginning. Make this legitimate. Oh, boy. Sit injection. <laughs> hey, do you want to do it? No, you're the journalist. I'm trying I'll to help you, you here. Want. I'm trying to help you be great. You want me to do it? Sure. But then he's never going to learn. All right, fine. You couldn't Let's just dial it up on the things? Why not? A lot. Hi, is this the Corkscrew Saloon? No, it's connected to the Corkscrew. Okay, thank you, please. Oh, now I'm on hold. Maybe they have a show we can listen to while you're on hold. (laughs) What if Kitty answers? People even pick up the phone at a What bar. kind of bar is this that they have a switchboard that can, can be connected to them? It's in. It's on a ranch. Oh. oh, dear God. This bar must be popping right now. They might be closed for Super the Super Bowl. Bowl. Or just... Hi, Samantha. I was just curious. Were you at the bar a few nights ago when the Black Sabbath bassist uh, knocked somebody out? Uh, there was an altercation at your bar a few nights ago, and the bassist of Black Sabbath was there, and he got arrested. Were you there that night? I have no idea what you're talking about. Sorry about that. Oh. Abort! Abort! Did you put the wrong bar name in your no. story? No. No, absolutely not. Is there more than one bar? There, there could be name? a different bar. Yeah, bartender that night. So you, you should have asked. Why did you just hang up uh. on her? 
He panicked. Gotta panicked. have the follow-ups, man. How many times do I tell That's you? That's why you should have just done it. Yes, yeah, so you said you're so great at giving advice. Yeah. Do you want to? Yeah, you can't. Uh, act I'm the idea advice. guy. Yeah. That's yeah, all. So the, shut your mouth. It's my curse. Shut your mouth. Never. <laughs> all right. Well, we tried, folks. If any listener wants to follow up on that and get some more information and then forward it on to Rob so he could reap ad benefits from your work, he'll g- gladly accept it. But he didn't even say, okay, all right, thank you, <laughs> goodbye. He clicked it up. <laughs> and you didn't even introduce yourself as a journalist. Yeah. You just started asking your question. I didn't need to introduce myself. Yeah, let me call You should have said, hi, I'm Robert. I'm a reporter for Metal Injection. Darren's going to do it. <laughs> Remember, you're gonna get the switchboard first. Cor- Hello, can I be connected to the corkscrew, please? Thank you. Already better. I'm an expert. I know. This woman does not like picking up the phone. No. She's busy. She's probably like sitting <laughs> up the bar, yeah, like, watching carrying a bunch of cups. empty beers. <laughs> like, who the fuck keeps calling? She's not going to answer now because of you. Ah. Let it ring off the hook forever. Hi there. This is Zach Beats. I work for MetalInjection.com. I'm a journalist. I want to apologize, first of all, because my intern called... Uh, a few minutes ago and hung up for it's some reason. Um, but uh, we want, we, there was a news story about an altercation that took place in your bar. We're trying to get any information we can on it. Uh, were you there at that time? There was an incident with a, a member of Black Sabbath several days ago. Uh, we're not about it. Oh, really? It's a legal thing. Yeah. Could you, maybe we're off the record, you know, maybe I won't print anything or put your name in. Yeah. You sure? All right. Do you know of anyone else who would break the rules and that you could put on the phone? Uh, no. All right. All right. I apologize for bothering you. And I apologize for my stupid intern that called you earlier. <laughs> Thank you. Sorry for wasting your time. Bye-bye. Well, he clearly got more information, so I applaud Darren on that. Yeah, now we know there's like some that type of like... It is the right place, and that something Of course it's the right place. It was in the police report. Well, the other lady didn't know what you were talking about. Because she, she wasn't there. Or because you were just very incoherent. I don't know what you mean. I hear it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> anyway, it's all that wine you and Kitty have been drinking. That was my Zach Beats impression. <laughs> that was fantastic. I did a Jaeger shot too. That's why. All right, that's our show. We're starting a new segment. It's called Question of the Week, where we're going to end the show and we're going to give you a question. And we have a voicemail function on our on our site. If you go to metalinjection.net slash livecast, scroll down a little bit, you'll see a place where you can leave a voicemail. And we want you to submit your answer throughout the week. And then at the end of next week's episode, we will discuss the question of the week and play your answers as well as give our own. And Sid, what is this week's question of the week? What is the closest you've ever come to dying? There you go. That's the question. We're going to talk about it next week. What is the closest you've ever come to dying? We hope you can join us next week. Uh, I know I have my answer for that. Mm. I've mentioned it on the show before. Yeah, I think I know what Darren's answer is. Oh, yeah. And uh, that was a near-death experience for Darren. What was yours? We'll have a lot of great stuff next week as well. We'll probably have a special guest. Can't reveal who it is just yet, but I got something good cooking. 
We'll be back at our regular time next week, Sunday, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Tune in. If you can't, you can download it right after. We'll see you then.